0: Are you an early-stage technology company that needs money to push forward? If so, you've got limited options. Dip into your personal savings, maybe ask families or friends. The other thing you should consider is an investment from an angel investor. In today's episode, we talked to two female executives who lead a group dedicated to angel investing right here in Ottawa. All this and more coming up on today's episode of Techopia Live. Live I'm Michael Curran from the Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome to Techopia Live. This is a regular podcast from OBJ that focuses on executives from next generation technology companies. We shine the spotlight on up and comers and we keep you updated on the established players, all with a goal of keeping the tech sector informed and connected. Listen, we got a great episode for you today. We will be exploring the world of angel investing right here in Ottawa. Yeah, that's correct. Ottawa has its own a group of angel investors uh, right here and the group was founded in 2009 and brings angel investors together with investment ready companies, most commonly early stage tech companies that are looking for capital. So let's meet our two guests now. First off, we've got Suzanne Grant, the executive director of Capital Angel Network. Hello, Suzanne.
1: Hey, Michael, thanks for having us back. We're just delighted to be here. Yeah,
0: you are returning. That's right. But you, and, and you know what? Actually, Jennifer's coming back too, but mm-hmm. we don't typically have both of you together. So here's Jennifer Francis, the chair of Capital Angels Network as well. Hi,
2: so it's two, great to be here.
0: Two for the price of one today. Okay.
1: We're free, I think.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's all free, but uh, we'll, we'll pretend there's a, there's some added value there. I think there is for sure. So listen, we're going to have a great conversation about Capital Angels Network and the state of uh, 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 angel investment in in Ottawa. Uh, Suzanne, I want to start with you just to lay the groundwork here. Tell us about what Capital Angels Network is.
1: So Capital Angel Network is a membership group of early stage investors. Uh, We have uh, 45 and growing, and those investors include angel investors, uh, CEOs, founders who've exited their companies. We have venture capitalists from as far away as Toronto and Montreal who are also in our membership and groups like Ontario Centres of Innovation. So it's really a mini ecosystem within our membership really devoted to Elevating and helping entrepreneurs uh, get to commercialization to provide not only investment but also mentorship. Uh, Since two thousand nine, there's been sixty five million in investment, and over the last two years, we've done fifteen million in investment. That's the members themselves that do the investment.
0: That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a big impact, uh, particularly when you consider that you're you're investing in very early stage companies right. at a very critical point in their development. Right. Um, Jennifer, and I'm going to ask you, so uh, let's talk about those companies a little bit. Um, uh, we just announced at, 40, at uh, OBJ, the 40 under 40. And uh, I think if I understand correctly, Jennifer, we've got some, uh, some companies that have benefited from Capital Angel Network.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, we were pretty excited to see the list. Uh, so we had leaders from three of our portfolio companies. Um, so WellBe, um, BlueWave.ai, and Food Cycle Sciences all had leaders nominated for the top 40 under 40. And also our own Matt Henley, who's part of the, uh, the CAN group and manages our deal flow.
0: That is awesome. Yeah, yeah that, that's great to see. Uh, to see forty under forty. And I just crazy. want to
2: add, we also a couple of weeks ago we were at the um, IO Accelerator graduation party, and we got to watch six of our portfolio companies graduate into the IO Scale Up program. So, and I always invest Ottawa for those aren't.
0: Yeah, that was a pretty cool event for sure. And yeah. the caliber, by the way, Jennifer, that's what you're saying. If- of companies that was up there on the stage was pretty exa- was pretty extraordinary. Yeah. Jennifer, I wanna stick with you for a second. We know that um, we've got a strong, robust uh, tech sector here. As for the investment climate, things have really changed, right, Jennifer? So, yeah. I mean, if you go back earlier in the pandemic, we saw these amazing valuations uh, for a lot of early stage companies and and the the floodgates, floodgates, so to speak, were open from a funding perspective. But tell us about what it's like today.
2: Well, it's certainly shifted a lot. Um, You know, I think back to the start of the pandemic and everybody was kind of panicky that money was going to disappear. And then that didn't happen. And in fact, through the pandemic, valuations rose. Money was free flowing. um, You know, lots of capital uh, at all stages of the ecosystem. And of course, the public markets were high. Uh, And then in the last year, we've seen, particularly in the tech sector, the public markets have come down and, you know, then the later stage investment valuation started coming down to match the public markets. And we're seeing that flow down through the pipeline down to the early stage of investments. Uh, and uh, and now money's getting pretty tight. So, you know, it's taking much longer. It's much harder uh, to raise with the VCs right now. Okay. Um, and, uh, and just from an angel perspective, it's really interesting. Um, you know, as angel investors, you know, when the valuations got really har- high, it was kind of tough. People were coming in trying to do their first raise with valuations, you know, that years, you know, a few years ago would have been, you know, three to seven million. All of a sudden they were coming in at 10 to 20 million as, as the early valuations. Um, okay. So now valuations are coming down, It's which is much better for angel investors. And
0: yeah, it's it's a little counterintuitive in a way, right? Because the valuations come down, the deal size gets a little bit more palatable for for your angel investors, and they're more likely to invest. is Is that what I'm understanding?
2: Yeah, it just becomes it becomes easier to get in on uh, on opportunities. And then from a founder perspective, um, they're looking to make their money last longer. so they're building. You know, a, a good founder will be looking at, you know, when money's tight, you want to get further along um, with the money that you raise. So you get a different um, a different type of growth pattern uh, during the down cycles than you do during the up cycles as people try to do more with less. Yeah. Um, and all of that means that, you know, from an angel investment perspective, you're getting in at a better valuation. You're seeing your company make more progress on the investment that you made. Um so it can it can be very very fruitful for angel investors in this type of climate.
0: So we shouldn't conclude, Jennifer, that sim- simply because the investment climate tends to be a little bit uh, foggy or negative right now, we shouldn't conclude this is a bad time for either invest angel investors or for local companies early stage looking. Is that is that the, a, a reasonable conclusion?
2: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I think um, you know, if I was a founder, I'd be thinking more ab- about. Uh, how much progress can I make with 500,000 or a million, you know, and it might be t- take me longer before I get 5 million or 10 million, or, you know, we've had rounds in Ottawa of, you know, 65 or a hundred million. Those, those are likely to take longer. So I have to, you know, I have to have a slightly different growth strategy, but once you've figured that out, it can be very successful.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think they, they kind of t- tend to uh, lower their burn rate in that. Yeah. Susanna, I want to come back to you. So if there's someone, watching this uh, listening to this episode, potentially they know someone. what types of companies should be um, uh, should be approaching can the capital Angels network?
1: So our investors look for companies that have potential to grow to hundred million dollars in value. We also look for companies that are tech or tech enabled and have demonstrated some traction. Uh, there's a lot of creativity right now on how to use uh, to use uh, technology, so we're seeing that uh, really executed across a lot of verticals. Uh, one more thing to add, though, I think the investors are looking more carefully. There's a bit more scrutiny right now, and they also have more choice, um, and they're they're looking for companies that are going to be more conservative on their capital requirements and burn because there's risk down downstream uh, about getting future future capital. So they're really looking for companies that really understand how they're going to get to break even. They understand their unit economics and they really understand their customer and their competitive advantage.
0: Okay. And Suzanne, um, what, talk to me about the process of just approaching Capital Angels Network. Did, does someone just send you an email or are they vetted in some way? Talk, talk a little bit about the process. Um,
1: we get a lot of emails, we get a lot of LinkedIn DMs, uh, we get a lot of referrals. So there's the, the process is multi-pronged. Uh, we have good relationships with local accelerators, incubators, innovation hubs at the universities and beyond kind of the corridor, that innovation corridor from Montreal up to Waterloo. And we're plugged into the other angel networks across the province as well. And that helps uh, our founders uh, fill up their round. So there can be referrals. Uh, Matt is there. He's also scouting. He's looking for who's on the 40 under 40 list, who's won the last competition, who's just who's graduating from an accelerator. And he'll reach out and have conversations. So there's kind of a it's kind of a two way thing. Ultimately, uh, there's time for a chat with with can. And uh, Matt, what he'll do is when he thinks the companies are ready, he'll give them a shot and put them into what we call our deal room inbox. Uh, and then there, from there, can has a really robust selection process. So there's it's multi-staged. We look through the profiles first. The selection, the screening committee says, here's the top six that we should see this month. Then it goes to selection, full pitch, Q and A, and then we say. What are the best companies for this group to present in the member meeting in a week's time and so we see typically three a month uh, come through nine months a year
0: very uh, interesting
1: yeah
0: uh very interesting it sounds great if there's a regimented set process to vet people and And kind of walk them through the process and all that type of stuff. Jennifer, I'm going to ask you about kind of the hot investment sectors, if I can put it that way. But before I do that, Jennifer, I want to pause our interview just for a second and recognize the sponsor of this episode, Pearlie Robertson, Hill & McDougall Law Firm.
3: Tech companies must move at the speed of light, and they need a law firm that moves just as fast. Curly Robertson, Hill & McDougall has developed long-standing expertise in helping tech companies address their legal matters. As Ottawa's largest premier full-service law firm, Curly Robertson, Hill & McDougall has provided a number of specialized legal services for the past 50 years. Curly Robertson, Hill & McDougall's in-house legal experts can help tech companies with financing strategies, venture capital, private placements and public offerings, mergers and acquisitions, intellectual property protections, shareholder agreements, and much more. To learn more about how Pearlie Robertson, Hill & McDougall can help your company, visit perlaw.ca.
0: All right. Thanks again to Pearlie Robertson, Hill & McDougall. We're back with Suzanne and Jennifer from Capital Angels Network. As I was saying before the break, Jennifer, I want to talk about the hot sectors. So, uh, you know, it, it is kind of uh, commonplace that there'll be some sectors or some investment opportunities that will be a little bit more desirable because of technology or societal or business trends. Talk to us a little bit about some of those, what some of those sectors might be.
2: Sure. And I, I'll just start by saying uh, Capital Angel Network does invest in a wide variety of sectors um, because it, we we have a fair amount of diversity in our membership and that creates diversity in our interests as well. Uh, historically, we were very um, tech, uh, traditional Ottawa tech focus, SaaS companies um, had a lot of success with those companies like Rewind um, that uh, you may know is uh, doing very, very well. I'm very happy with that. Um, but we also um, have interest uh, in, what would I say, investing with impact. Um, and so looking at the impact, I mean, impact can be lots of things. Uh, we certainly, uh, through investment, create a lot of jobs and employment in the region. And so there's impact economically, obviously, And uh, uh, but also impact from a sector perspective. So uh, clean tech, life sciences, health tech, are um, big, big sector focuses with many of our members as we move forward, uh, looking at that. And then uh, I don't know if you played with ChatGPT yet to... See if it can help you with your life, but um, <laughs> obviously the yeah you know, the impact of, of chat GPT and technologies like that is fairly high. That question comes up: how are how are companies that are presenting adjusting to AI? And I would say um, that really hits all sectors. We're seeing you know how do you uh, bring in AI into your health tech solutions? How do you bring AI into your clean tech solutions? Um, and so that I, I would see that sort of as a cross sector, but certainly the hot topic, I think everyone's uh, done their little chat GPT research thing. Um, and that's probably uh, probably the current big buzz is in, the, in that area.
0: Yeah. I love your point there too, that even if you're not an AI company, you better start thinking about AI, yeah. how AI might be disrupting your business model. You, you, you better think that through. I love Jennifer that you talked about community impact and Suzanne, let's come back to you. You know, one of the ways uh, Capital Angels Network and, quite frankly, lots of people in Ottawa can have an impact in the technology sector is striking a better balance, gender equity balance. So, talk to us a little bit about uh, Suzanne about the role uh, that or the importance of of uh, diversity to uh, to Can. Uh,
1: I, I want to talk uh, more generally first of all in uh, where I see that we're we're going. It's uh, really quite interesting to see it's almost becoming normalized to have at least one co-founder in a startup. It's not 100%, but it's becoming more the norm. And we, we see a lot of female co-founders uh, present to us. We know the data is out there that women entrepreneurs uh, return on investments for investors are te- are, are from a data point higher than those that aren't uh from diverse teams so what we're seeing is very strong founders uh, we're not i'm not there's i'm not saying any bias at all i i see our group uh, really embracing a strong founder wherever they come from uh so it's really getting a lot more interesting at uh at uh and, and i think the other part is is that um you know female co-founders will go on to invest in other startups and they'll likely hire more uh, tech female or and diverse uh, tech teams so it has um, multiple it's a multiplier effect I guess you'd say
0: and, and Jennifer maybe I'll get you to chime in on this because I know you do a lot of work with sheboot and um, is is a is a female founder or a female co-founder a different type of founder I'm curious about that
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, obviously, there's always overlaps in any stereotype you can come up with, Um, you know, so uh, nothing is definitively one way or the other. But I do think um, women founders and women CEOs are more likely to spend time on sort of a, a realistic growth plan. Uh, a little less likely to do the moon shots. And this is why from a returns perspective, uh, in the studies that they've done, they tend to provide more consistent returns uh, because their plan, you know, a lot more time goes into that plan and the and the realistic nature of the plan. Um, the downside of that sort of realistic view of the world is, you know, if you're an investor looking for the big hockey stick, you know, you're gonna say the women founders aren't shooting for the moon, which you know, can happen. I mean, some obviously are, Um, you know, so there's that balance between the shooting for the moon um, and, and having a steady growth. And in this particular climate, the steady growth plan is actually quite a prudent plan. Um, You know, while we wait to see what happens with, uh, with VC capital over the next couple of years. Um, And also we just know from a diversity perspective, um, you know, we know diverse teams. So if you've got a mix of people on your, on your leadership team that that just helps overall uh, because you get you don't get that group think you know, where you miss things because everybody on your leadership team has the same experience and same background. So um, you know, so we do find that. And you know as we as we started working on diversity and, and when we look at it, diversity, we look at gender diversity, obviously, um, ethnic diversity, but also sector diversity. Um, so the group several years ago was primarily people from the tech sector, and that also helps with, you know, diversity of thought when we're looking at deals, um, getting different perspectives from different sector backgrounds. You know, we we have doctors, so when we're looking at health tech, we've got people who would actually use the tech involved in the discussion and things like that. So it, it's really made an, an interesting dynamic looking at diversity from all those different lenses.
0: Yes, Jennifer, I think diversity in the in the broader sense of the word is exactly the right way of uh, thinking about it. And I can't believe we've come to the end of the interview already. It seems like we just started. <laughs> um, but listen, Jennifer, I'm going to give you the final word here. The, the main sponsor of our Techopia project is EY, and their slogan is building a better working world. That's a bit of a moonshot. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, Jennifer, when you think of that, how are you personally or can building a better working world, what comes to mind?
2: Uh, so I think a few things. Um, one, you know, as you invest in early stage companies, it, it just gives them the capacity and, uh, to grow the company. And, um, you know, and we, we work with our, our companies to help them with their growth strategies. Uh, I think one thing you um, if you're in the sector, you may have seen over the last few years, a growing um, a growing emphasis on mental health. Uh, and you know we're not looking for our founders to totally burn out. Um, so making sure that you know these companies have the supports that they need to be successful, um, you know, and and that um, yes, we want you to work 100 hours a week, but we don't really. We actually want you to see your family and um, take breaks and you know have a have a balanced life because you know, even an overnight success of a startup has typically been going for years before we decide that they're an overnight success. So it's, you know, you're in for the long haul. Um, we wanna make sure that the companies are, you know, have the supports and and um, everything that they need to be in it for the long haul.
0: So. Jennifer, that sounds like a better working world to me. So, so thanks for that thought. And Suzanne, we'll wrap up here in just a few seconds, but how can people get more information about the Capital Angels Network?
1: Uh, you can go to capitalangels.ca and uh, we've got a mashup coming up the end of the month. Check it out.
0: Okay, that's excellent. So go to that website. We're going to flash it there on screen and put it in the YouTube description. So listen, uh, Suzanne, Jennifer, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Thank you for what you're doing to help sustain uh, the technology ecosystem and encourage these early stage company. It is critically important. Thank you again.
2: Thank you, Michael.
0: Thanks, and that Michael. was yeah. That's uh, uh, Jennifer and Suzanne from Capital Angels Network. Thanks to again. Uh, before we wrap up, let's take a look at some of the other great companies that are supporting Techopia. Techopia is brought to you by many great sponsors, such as EY, building a better working world. Number Crunch offering virtual CFO services for SaaS companies. Pearlie Robertson Hill and McDougall a leader in business and technology sector law, TD Bank, specialized programs for technology companies, the University of Ottawa Faculty of Engineering, creating the next generation of technical talent. Techopia is not only a podcast, we post new articles daily at obj.ca slash techopia. And if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and click the bell icon. And before we wrap up, I want to point out there's a new technology project, Technology Magazine, that we've uh, produced here at Techopia in a partnership with EY. And you can find that magazine, the digital edition of the magazine, by visiting techopiaeyinsights.ca. You can see that on the screen right now. I want to thank you for tuning in today and helping uh, stay connected and informed with the local technology sector. Let's keep building Ottawa's technology utopia That's Techopia. See you soon. Bye-bye.